Um, all right, so I know we've got some other things that we'd like to Oh, yeah, so the discuss. other thing that we'd like to talk about, um, what are we doing What we uh, for what we have, from what we have learned? So, like, um, I didn't do anything for a while, for a long time, actually. That was the one thing coming into here. I was just kind of like, I feel like I'm relearning stuff from uh, my high school things. But I was like, I guess the good thing is I get an internship and there's a couple other things. But I felt like there was lack, and I still feel like there's lacking experience in, in audio work. You have TV filled and, and then directing class and that's, but you have audio too. And honestly, uh, unless it nearly changes it, the past few years of audio too really haven't been that expansive because of the teacher. He's, anyways, I'm not going to bash the teacher because I can go off and you can ask Neely. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Nilly about him because I've had so much to say about the dude. We'll, we'll probably have him on the show as well just because he can give you a an idea of not only just regular audio but audio in TV and film yeah. because that's his niche. Yeah, well, and so that so that's another thing that, that, that kind of helps into my transition. I've done more than just I, – I think I love music, which I'll talk about later, but I've done more than just that. I've actually uh, – so like I said, I worked on a, a short film for my friend – uh, he had some dude record audio and man, was it bad. Uh, uh, but he, uh, he said, I did a great job. And I was like, really? Cause it sounds really <laughs> like crap to me. You're <laughs> but, talking about his shit sounded like crap or yours did? No, his, his okay. stuff. Yeah. Like I tried to clean it up as best as I could, but, uh, uh, it, he said it, it was just, it was recorded under like really bad circumstances and so then you should have re-recorded it. Yeah, uh, it's it's all it's just uh he shot a short like a long it was a long time ago oh, okay. when he shot the short so there was barely any chance he was going to go back and do it. That's why they have ADR. ADR the entire thing? Yeah, why not? Oh my god, no. Anyways, but no, I mean some of it could have been ADR. We'll talk about ADR later boys and girls for y'all who don't know what that is. And uh, so, sorry about that. No, no, it's fine. Uh so I did that. Um that hasn't gone I don't think he submitted it yet, but uh, he's about to, or I think he's going to, but that one was okay uh, that I did, that I worked on. I fixed some stuff. And then, and then he was like, Hey, uh, I worked on this thing called Sonaris. Uh, this guy was looking for a sound designer. If you were interested. And I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, so I did that. Uh, it took me a while to finish that project up because just school, I was so ramped up with school. And at the time I just got hired at the modern and Jake, thank God for Jake. But that dude got me. Uh... No, no, you don't. You don't have to stop okay. talking. Okay. Just don't tell anybody that I'm doing this. Okay, that dude. Oh, that dude got me. <laughs> that dude got me uh, hired uh, at the modern. So if, if it wasn't for that dude, thank you, Jake. Like I probably, I, I think I could have gotten the job at the modern, but it would have. I would have had to wait maybe a little bit longer because he was like, um, my boss John Knuckles was like. Yeah, we've got a bunch of other applicants, so I'll talk to my bosses and we'll see what's going on and whatnot. But, like, legitly, the next day he called me and was like, 
He got the job. That's a, just, just a classic case. If it's not what you know sometimes, it's who you know. And exactly, and that's what I was going to say, too. You got lucky. You got really lucky. You know more people than I do, and a lot of a lot of connections is really good. Yes, like you said, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Exactly. Because there could be, there's like, it's like a bunch of bands. Like, there's a bunch of really talented musicians out there and whatnot, but they're on a certain level that these musicians that aren't exactly. as talented are way up there in the uh, in the industry because they know a lot of people exactly that or they just or they made them or they got to know a lot of people Mm -hmm. but yeah so jake helped me out with that so then uh, i worked on that project sonaris i did the sound design i did really simple stuff i kind of cleaned up the audio i made the whispers sound effects that are in the film and i panned it left to right and then i fixed some stuff that uh i did some cool like a little bit of uh muffling to make it sound like so like the way it was recorded like uh there's a scene where the chick is in the restroom and the shower's going, and the dude walks out, uh, or he's outside the, the restroom, and he's knocking on the door. Well, I had, like, turned down the the shower sound effects and made it sound like it was still in the bathroom and, like, you were outside of the restroom, so you didn't hear the shower that, that loudly. And then... Um, Uh-oh, secrets to movie magic. Yeah, and then... And then I, uh, and then whenever he spoke to the girl and the shot was uh, of the girl in the bathroom... I made it sound like he was outside the door and he wasn't uh, he wasn't right there in the bathroom because that's what it sounded like at first because he got they got a clean recording and that's how things work in movie but yeah so I did a bunch of that and I won an award for it it it, it was kind of like a small time award but uh, hey man you've got more awards in your belt than I do <laughs> <laughs> I, I did win I also won second place in high school for uh, the Skills USA thing it's this competition that they do at my uh, with a bunch of schools they get all the people. And uh, they give them a prompt, and they have like six hours to go and do uh, to do whatever the prompt says. Nice. Um, I didn't get to go that year because I had uh, screwed up, or I didn't want to go. I can't remember what what was it. It was something with grades. I was going through a rebellious thing. I was smart, but I was stupid because of girls. Don't get caught up in girls in high school. <laughs> they're just nothing but bad news, especially if they're like not even in the same city. Like, that was my biggest mistake. <laughs> yes, long-distance relationships do not work. Maybe not when you're a kid. Maybe you can try to work it out as an adult. But No, you... no I'm, I'm going to let you know right now. Because <laughs> being from the military, and if you have to travel for work, i.e. go to a combat zone, uh-huh. for any extended period of time, there's this man out there. <laughs> His name is Jody. And he will try to get your wife Dude. or your girlfriend. Okay, so long-distance relationships won't work. Nope. All right, but uh, so yeah, I got hung up on that, and it kind of just screwed me up. But I did make a. Uh, my teacher was like, even if you're not going, just make a project and send it off to Skills. And uh, I won second place. I would have won first if it wasn't for the fact that I didn't include a countdown in the uh, in the audio thing. But I kind of <laughs> made like an old school radio show. Nice. Um. So and it was great. I loved it. I think I still have it. I should still have it, but I feel like I lost it. Um. But I'll look for it. Um. Anyway, so. That thing won an award, and then the Sonaris won an award, and I was I was so happy about that. I was like, "Wow, I didn't I thought I did good, but I didn't realize I did so good to win an award." Uh, I mean, it's a small time award, but you know that could lead to great things. Like I can put that on my resume, right. and then also uh, Jake is like, "Yeah, I know a dude that uh, he, uh, I also worked on another shoot with Jake um, for the I forgot what the the movie's called, but." Uh, I did the I did the actual boom recording there, and they were everybody on the shoot. They were on the same shoot for Sonaris, and they were like, 
you're already so much better than the last dude we had. Because he just pointed, he just had the boom pole standing like that and then like pointed at the people. He didn't have it over their heads and, or anything. Uh, or like. facing at them as they spoke. Because, you know, that, yeah. that's the beauty of those boom sticks. Yeah. I love it too because I'm, I would have thought of this, you know, idea. But yeah, you just twist your wrists yeah. and you just back and forth, back and forth. A lot of people don't realize how intricate the sounds that they're hearing in their movies are and 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 how well produced and engineered they are yeah because if they realized how much work just goes into the sound oh my god dude i'm like every time i see a shot where it's just really it's a really wide shot and so it's really far back and you see like the head to toe of someone i'm just like how the hell did the boom like record that and sometimes they have major headroom too Mm -hmm. and i'm just like Either the boom's that great, or they recorded a different scene and just had had layered the audio so perfectly where it looks like it matched the lips. And or, I'm just, or they might cheat and use a lavalier mic. And that's what I was gonna say too. But I was like, uh, but then I'm also like, that lav mic must be so great where you cannot hear the the ruffle of clothing. Well, it because also depends on where it's at, it. though. Because I mean, you gotta think if it's a wide shot like that. Do mm. you honestly think something that's less than an inch? you know, long is going to show up in that scene. So, I mean, they literally could have it taped to their face. Yeah. (laughs) And unless, and unless you're zoomed in, you're not going to know. So, you know, it just depends, you know, that's, that's the beauty of, of, of audio too, is that technology has gotten so much better that it does make shooting scenes like that, that much easier. Mm -hmm. So that way, you know, and microphones, oh my God, these capsules are so tiny, but they pick up so much noise. It's not even funny, but yeah, so continue. But yeah, so I've worked on that and, uh, I'm trying to, uh, there's a guy named Nick. I recorded it, uh, mainly just, I recorded his vocals and, uh, just kind of shot out a demo for him, just a little demo, but he wants to do more. And I'm like, yeah, just let me know and I'll record more. Uh, My brother, he, uh, one of his friends at his job is in a band and he told them, Oh, my brother can record you. I was like, yeah, get my name out there (laughs) right exactly anything and i tell you what um and i know i know everybody you know has got their own idea of how stuff should be done Mm -hmm. but um i got a buddy of mine who again we'll we'll try to have on the show he's an actual producer for the local band scene around here and um why is my mic wanting to tilt that way uh here we go i'm good all right so but anyway um his name is uh russell Mm-hmm. And again, I'm, I'm going to try to have him on the show because he produces for probably about 20 different bands in the local area. Um, and But he started off as a musician himself and couldn't afford to have anybody, you know, mas- mix and master his stuff. So that way, you know, so he became his own producer. Mm-hmm. And this man has made a comfortable living out of producing bands. But he started off doing everything for free, mm-hmm. you know, until he got his name up there. So, yeah, again, you know. Get your name out there, man. Do yeah. it for oh, yeah. do it for peanuts. Yeah, I'm doing it really cheap right now. I'm lucky. I'm, I'm working here at the school, and then I've got the modern, and uh, and I'm making I'm making really good money at the museum. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad Jake got me that job. But yeah, so I'm I'm working on that. Um, Sorry, guys, my mic does not want to point directly <laughs> at my face. So I'm working. I'm working at that. Um, I've done a lot of. Uh, uh, so I'm working at that. I'm trying to get some more stuff done right now, but at, uh, so far I've done a couple films. Um, I did bedtime. I mean, I did a, this thing called the whispers, but I don't want to talk about that cause I get ir- really irritated about that. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've done so far. I haven't done shit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I, uh, so, I'm taking these courses just so that way I can do some stuff. Yeah. 
Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm on the verge of actually starting to do some VO work. And really. I'm, and I was going to say that can lead us to our next subject was where do we see ourselves going? Yeah. Um, actually, um, I currently don't have near the credits that, uh, Alfonso has here, but, um, I do have, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of great knowledge from, from what I've been learning here. That yeah, I'm, you that, do. You know a lot. Sometimes, it, you know, I think a little bit more than I do. I, it's because I'm obsessive. Yeah. I'm one of those kind of people that I'm not just going to take what I'm learning here at mm-hmm. school and just run with it. I want to know everything about what I'm interested in. So, you know, I'll go through and I'll, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll go through and I'll watch YouTube videos, man. YouTube, if, if you're interested in doing anything, you're going to find a plethora of knowledge on YouTube. Now, don't just stick with one person because, you know, some people may do certain things different than others. There's always a creative and different way to do something with audio. So don't just take one man's word or another woman's word for for gospel. Yeah. You know, figure out what you're going to do. Well, well, you can take if I mean, if they're really well known and they're really good at what they do, you can take it uh as gospel, but you can also do other things uh, than, right. than just that. Yeah. I mean, always add on to something. Exactly. You know, if you're yeah. going to learn something, don't just be like, well, this is the only way to do it. Yeah. And because a lot of audio engineers are like, well, this is how I do it. Like, um, right. like Patrick told me, like the first, he was one of the first people to see uh, the use of, uh, of um, boom mics as overheads on cymbals. Nice. And he was like, that's kind of strange, but you know what? I've never seen that before, and it can be done. I told them one time uh, I was going to go on a – oh, yeah, I, I recorded this audition for this chick uh, to get into TCU, and uh, I wanted to – man, I wanted to use the RE, uh, RE20 uh, on the uh, Oh, you're talking drum. about the Electro Voice RE20s? Yeah, yes, I wanted are... to use it on a kick drum because uh, apparently I've seen uh, – I was looking up stuff about the, the mic because I was like, I want a good uh, hyperdynamic mic. And uh, a lot of people use it for kick drums. Actually, they released the RE27, which is uh, it has a setting on there specially made for kick drums. Yeah. Um, so I think I think the RE320 has a um, it has that um, oh, what is it that the oh I can't even think about it. But yeah, I think they started trying to do it with the RE320 first. Okay. But I don't think that the um, the decibel. Um, or not the decibel, but the, the amount of noise that it's able to take was able yeah. to keep up without it starting to sound distorted. Through yeah, the mic, so. probably. Um, but yeah, so like, and he was like, huh, i never seen that before, but you know what? That's fine. Uh, I mean, go try it. Try new things. You mm-hmm. never know. Exactly. I mean, shoot, um, one of my favorite uh, at-home music producers that I do watch on on YouTube, um, uh, can't remember his last name for the, to the life of me, but his name is Graham. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway... He, you know, it's it's not, you know, towards drums or anything like it, it kind of is. Um, he actually used a um, AKG Cube, which is actually a kick drum mic, mm-hmm. to record an entire album. This That's... man used that mic, a brand spanking new um, digital audio works, uh, workstation that he's never utilized before, uh-huh. and a set of earbuds, <laughs> and created an EP. Yeah. And it sounds phenomenal. Well, it, I mean, uh, what what's their face? Uh, gorillas. They won an award, and uh, for one of their albums, and they made that all on GarageBand on the yeah. iPad. Yeah, all on the iPad, which shows like another thing. Like you were talking about, technology has gotten so advanced yeah. that it's just like crazy what we can do. But mm-hmm. there's nothing going wrong with going back to the old stuff. Like, right? Because um, I've seen a lot of people talk about it, but 
uh, vinyls are coming back. They're yes. really coming back. Thank God. And I'm like, yes. But the bad thing in, uh, about that is they're recorded digitally, so when they're pressed onto a vinyl yeah. and you've still played on the record player, it sounds exactly the same as yeah. if you were to listen to the headphones. There are some people, though. Like, I, I do know of a couple of producers. That's what I was going to. Like, that records still analog. Exactly. And then they'll still press it analog mm-hmm. because, you know, it's still going to have that, that, that nuance of tape. And people that don't know analog, it's like recording on tape it's it's every recording on tape instead of everything being stored on a computer and recorded on a computer everything is physically recorded on a tape and you have to work off the tape i'm pretty sure i know um back in the day they had like waveform monitors but i'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure things have gotten advanced where you could run analog through uh, patrick was telling me actually that whenever digital formats first originally came in mm -hmm. some of you boys and girls may not know what a betamax or a vhs (laughs) tape is i know what a vhs is and i kind of know what a beta that's what they were using to record these digital um song you know these digital uh, outputs um in in the original days or the beginning stages of like the digital audio recording revolution Uh and so i'm like Betamax, like, you know, those are, those are old. <laughs> I mean, I very, I, I'm old enough to kind of remember the VHS Betamax wars. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, wasn't Betamax better than VHS, but you couldn't get as much data on it. Yes. Because of oh, the okay. fact that it did record in such a wide range mm-hmm. of video and audio and everything else, you got a better picture, you got better sound, but because you were doing that, you were eating up so much of the tape. Gotcha. That some of the movies uh-huh. that are like an hour and a half long was on two Betamax tapes. Jesus where you Christ. could put it all on one VHS tape. Mm-hmm. And then so, therefore, you're saving on production costs and everything else. And then, of course, the good old porn industry. A lot of people don't <laughs> know this. And I know it sounds kind of asinine. But the porn industry makes a huge difference in video they're they're what settled the dispute. I don't know if anyone realized this, but there was a there used to be. I didn't even know there used to be HD DVDs, but uh, really, yeah, man, yeah. Microsoft came out with that actually. See, I didn't know that, and then I got told about that, and then uh, and then apparently there was a there was a fight between Blu-ray and HD uh, DVDs, and the thing that won uh, that Blu-ray won over HD was. The, the main, porn industry. Yeah, the porn industry. They yeah. and because it was such a cheaper thing to same to make. thing. It was the same thing with VHS and Betamax. <laughs> the porn industry and, and and I know and I know a lot of people are like, it's porn. Why are these guys talking about porn? <laughs> the porn industry is as vile and obscene as it may be makes more contributions to audio video technology than a lot of people want to give it credit for. Because like like you had mentioned, you know, the Blu-ray, the HD the VHS, the Betamax, um, because they 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 produce so much more on a yearly basis than Hollywood does. Mm-hmm. They set the standard, <laughs> and and it sounds asinine and ridiculous, but it's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, I knew about HD because I actually used to have an HD player through yeah. Microsoft because they were the ones pushing it. Yeah, because Microsoft did. They did the uh, the Xbox 360. You could go and buy an HD DVD player. I actually player. still have one. Does it work with Blu-ray? I don't think. No, it, does. it doesn't work with Blu-ray. Sad. I still have one. Um, and I'm gonna let you know right now. You take a HD disc. I actually have um, uh, Batman Beginnings on mm-hmm. HD, and I also have it on Blu-ray. And if you were to put them up side by side mm-hmm. and watch it. Blu-ray doesn't look near as sharp 
more clean. Mm -hmm. I think the color contrast seems a little bit better. I don't know what it is about it, but it looks crisper and cleaner. And the audio, oh my God. <laughs> if they could convert what they did for the audio for HD mm -hmm. um, films, it would completely blow away what we're listening to now. But yeah. the files would be so so astronomically big. Yeah, because... God, but at least it's not as big as video. That's one thing I'm glad about audio is like, I always see like someone has like legit two two like minutes of uh, a video, and it can equal out to like almost ten gigs. But I have like maybe like sixty minutes of audio, and that could equal out to barely a gig. I can have two hundred hours of audio in MP3 format. Oh yeah, and, MP3, and, and it would be, and it would be you know two gigs. Yeah, and you're just like that is freaking horrible but the compression that they put on yeah on so mp3 bad. so yeah but, but that's why wave well that's why i guess like wave an hour would be about well there is some uh when we got the r1000 an r1000 is um it's a digital uh recording device uh that we bought uh to co compatible with our mixer which is a uh, Used to it's to do live audio instead yeah. of just doing like recording in a studio. This yeah. is like if you were to go out to say a Metallica concert, and they were to record the audio for say a bonus DVD. Yeah, for and, like the live exactly the live CD. Exactly, so yeah. that way you can hear. Like if anybody's a big fan of Lincoln Park, they did that live in Texas mm -hmm. um, DVD CD combo. Phenomenal, by the way. I'm a huge fan of Linkin Park because they reinvent themselves with every album. But mm -hmm. that's 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 another story for another day. But yeah, that's what exactly what they did. They had that live audio mixer, so that way you didn't hear. I'm sure you've heard like a concert through a cell phone. It just sounds like absolute garbage. Yeah, it would be the same thing. It's getting better, but it still sounds like crap. Yeah, yeah. it's because you know the speaker just can't process yeah, oh all God. the all different the, sounds. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's what they do. They will record everything through something like an R or like the R1. And that way you get that clean, crisp audio that is, you know, because live, I'm sorry, yeah. live, there's nothing better than live. Yeah. You know, I remember the old commercials, though. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but there's uh, uh, the tape company, Memorex. And um, their, one of their mottos used to be, is it live or is it Memorex? <laughs> and, you, you know, and the dude's sitting in the chair and it's, um, uh, I think, that, if I'm not mistaken, he's sitting in a chair with a set of headphones on and he's like getting blown back and that's that, whenever they That do. was Memorex. That, I thought that was um, Maxwell. The Maxwell company. I think Maxwell is the one that owns Memorex. Oh, I could okay. be wrong. Okay. I could be wrong. Cause but I do because I do remember seeing the Maxwell commercial with yeah. the dude being blown back and he grabs the glass that's about to fall. Off yeah, the table. I, I believe it. Like, like I said, I think that's where they came up with it. Okay. I think that was the whole live or is it Memorex? Yeah. So, um, so uh, I guess to our next question, uh, what is our favorite part of audio? I think mine has to be uh, music for sure. I think as far as production because I I love every single part of of um. Every single part of production of music, but I hate every single part. Or I hate uh, pre-production in, in TV and film, and I hate. I kind of do not like holding up a freaking boom right, pole because yeah. it's just it's and then also it's just like the stress of dealing with that. It's it's not as fun to me as um, as uh, doing with uh, doing music production because everything is about the audio and uh, movies. Even though uh, people say audio is important for movies, uh, a lot of people care about the film and less about the audio at times. But it's the audio in the film that gives you the emotion. Exactly, but um, but most of the time you have to work around the video camera guy. Then yeah, then the you're right. I mean, it, it is it is a 
the, the audio portion of it, they're like, oh, we'll just fix it in post. Yeah, they they really are. And I'm like, and you know, Neely, he's one of the biggest proponents of this. He's like, don't ever tell me I'm going to fix it in post. Because yeah. if you screw it up here yeah. and I have to redo it in post, you're giving me twice as much work as you've already had to do. Yeah. So, yeah, don't don't ever tell anybody, oh, we'll just fix that in post. If it's not yeah. a good recording, it's mm-hmm. not a good recording. Can, we, can, can you fix that later? No, we're just going to redo it. If you can't do it right, then we're not going to do it exactly. at all. Exactly. But anyways, uh, so that's that. Uh, but I do like the post-production of, uh, of TV and film because it gets back to the mixing and creating sounds and cleaning up things that I really like. Uh, but I that's that's the main part that I like of TV and film. Yeah. Um, it is fun and it, and it is cool. Uh, but I I love every single part of music production. I love pre-production planning on uh, what you're gonna write and stuff like that. Uh, the the ideas that you come up with, and then I love the production part of of music, like recording stuff, seeing what mics you can get, and then like seeing your waveforms come up on screen as you record is just fun to me and then uh and then post stuff i haven't mastered yet and i want to learn how to master but i love i haven't either but yeah but i want to i love mixing uh i love mixing audio and i want to do more of it i'm kind of in the same and i'm kind of in the same boat as you um don't get me wrong you know audio for movies like i said it's it's what gives you the emotion i mean Mm -hmm. if you're sitting there and you're watching a horror movie and you don't have that that music in the background it's just somebody standing there, you know. You don't you don't get that that raw feeling yeah, of um, fear, yeah, and, or whatever it may be. And video games, like uh, I played one called Resident Evil Seven. I I loved it. It was it was awesome. Anybody that says Resident Evil Seven is crap is, is I'm sorry, is stupid because it's if they say oh it's not like the original, it's exactly like the first three except in first person. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. Yeah. And but anyways the. The sound is what makes it. You, there's a bunch of like mm-hmm. it's not, it's an old creaking house, but sometimes you'll hear like someone sounds like they're hitting stuff or, or yeah. hitting the wall, and it's to creep you out. Uh, eventually, you get over the fear because you're just like, I need to go here. I know where this is at. No one's gonna hurt me here and right. there. But whenever you first get into it, you're just like, what the hell was that? Oh my god, who is that? Like, uh, uh, I was walking into a room and I hear, Rah! and I was about to walk around this door, and I was like, wait. I closed that door before I left and I look and the guy that was trying to kill me was there. I was like, Oh crap. And so I walked away. Yeah. That's like that, that, uh, that new video game that come out here recently. Um, what is it? Last, the last of us. Or the no? last of us. Yeah. Yeah. That, that really that scary one. That one. If it wasn't for the audio in yeah. that, yeah. It, there would be nothing scary because yeah. that's what they're relying on. They're yeah. relying on the audio cues because the visuals it's, 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 uh, for those of you who don't know, whenever you're walking around, it's first person view, and it looks like you're looking through a set of um, night vision goggles because it's got that green and black. Oh no, no, that's not the Last of Us. That one? is, um... oh man, I know what it is, but I can't think of it either. Yeah, I can't. it was just Outlast. Free. Outlast. Outlast. There we go. Yes, yeah, that one. Uh, that one was. That one was creepy as hell. Yes, but if if you turn off the volumes. And then even if you play in the dark, because a lot of people are like, play that game in the dark. You'll just get so scared. It's so horrible. I, I personally, I don't get scared. My mom ruined me as a child. I saw Poltergeist in the movie theater. <laughs> kind of give you an idea how old I am. Um, I saw it at the movie theater. Uh-huh. And it absolutely scared me so bad. I literally urinated on myself. But I was like four or five when that movie yeah, came out. that's understandable. So, but from that point, horror movies to me, doesn't matter how well you do the sound design. Doesn't well. Doesn't matter how well it's filmed or mm-hmm. the lighting. Doesn't matter. I laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I laugh at horror movies, and it makes my wife absolutely 
furious because she'd be like, let's go watch a horror movie. And then I'll laugh at it, and she's like, you've ruined it. And I'm like, whatever. But yeah. but to get to the point, yeah. I mean, with that, you know, it sound gives you the emotion that is beyond visual uh, you know, sight. Mm-hmm. And so it's just one of those things that a lot of people don't realize. Well, God, I forgot where I was going on this tangent. <laughs> Dang it, I hate when that happens, dadgum brain. Anyway, no. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, don't get me wrong, that that is awesome. But there's hardly any creativity. Yeah, and, and movies and films, because like but, I said, you work around the video, you work around the well, camera guy. The well, it's not even guy. that. It's not even that. You have to, you know, it. the scene is what dictates the sound. Yeah, exactly. When it comes down, and, and then on top of that, you're not the one, even though, even though I'm a mix and master the audio for a movie, everything has to flow with the film. It has to be, so there's no creativity. So you have to just follow a guide, basically, of, all right, a door opens up, i got to do a door noise. Yeah. You know, it, you know, depending on how you get it, if you do it through Foley work or however you do it, yes, that can be creative. But to me, music has got way more creativity behind it mm-hmm. because... You know, especially if you are a songwriter and you're the one that's doing all the production and stuff like that. Yeah, that, that's awesome. You know, you could be like, well, you know, let me add a little bit of echo to this. Just change the entire shape of the way my guitar sounds or the way my vocals sound. You know, let me add a little bit of reverb mm-hmm. here. Let me do this. Let me do that. And then it gets those creative juices going to yeah. where you may have this raw audio that just seems plain and mundane. But then you get somebody that knows how to mix and how to master and how to do everything. Mm-hmm. You give it so much more life and so much more breath than than you're afforded in doing something like a movie. And yeah, I, you know it's it's you know tomato tomato. A lot of people, you know, you know. I mean, on the other hand, um, there is some creativity if you get into like if you get into like a boring movie that I mean not boring. Sorry, if you get into like a basic movie that's just literally just two people talking, really no action or anything like that. Um, then there's not too much creativity. But if you get into, like, uh, cool sci-fi stuff or horror stuff, then it gets a little bit more creative. Yeah. Like, uh, for instance, Godzilla. I love Godzilla. I'm a huge fan of Godzilla. I have a Godzilla freaking wallet. I grew up with Godzilla. That was one of my things as a kid. Just Godzilla was my thing. And it's my brother's thing. So when the new Godzilla came out in 2014... Oh my god! Is that the one with Brian Cranston or Brian? Yeah, whatever? Brian Cranston. Yeah. yeah, you better believe. I was there the first day that it premiered. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go watch it, and I loved it. I loved every single bit part of it. Everybody can tell me like it was crap, that it wasn't that good. I do not care. I loved it, and and so far, like I've talked to a bunch of Godzilla fans, and all the Godzilla fans uh, loved it. The people that weren't big fans of Godzilla didn't like it. So I think it's just kind of one of those things. But anyways, um, I bought the. Uh, the, the, a copy of it on uh, on Xbox, and with that copy, it came with a special uh, oh the extra, commentary. Yeah. Oh, I love the commentary. Well, no, it came with at the very end. Uh, it came with a little segment where they showed you how they created the sound effects for the monsters. Oh, okay. Okay. So like the 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 monsters that Godzilla fights in those movies are made from the sound effects of uh, like a sneaker on a snare drum just being squeaked across it and that's kind of cool and then um, but that's a, foley work okay, I mean yeah. that's the creativity and, is in the foley and work. that's what I'm saying that's the better part of right. of the audio that I do like right but I mean to me you know whenever I was saying that it's just more along the lines of unless I'm a foley uh, foley designer yeah which is hard hard it to is it is then then aside from that but I'm talking about 
the mixing, the mastering, yeah. the, the sound design. Yeah, yeah, there you is. You really can't get too creative with it. Yeah, you can get creative on how you come up with the sounds. Mm -hmm. um, but whenever it comes down to it, I mean... There's more to toy with when in music production than there is, even if you're not the musician, because, like, uh, big producers would be like, how about we do this? And and a lot of artists would be like, yeah, sure, why yeah. not? A great um, thing to... And I know Neely broadcasted it yesterday, sound breaking. Go watch that. If you love audio, yes. even if you don't, if you like music in general, mm -hmm. it's it's a great thing to watch. It's basically the history of audio recording. Yep. Um, and... Uh, and it's really good and you get to see the kind of like the behind the scenes of mm -hmm. how music production works and and they even feature a lot of famous pop artists like they have yeah. Christina Aguilera in there they had they uh, did one Cher. With, uh, the Beatles and the, the Beatles. Abbey Road recordings uh, they talked about Nirvana um, who rest else? in peace yeah I know um, there was another one but yeah they they talk about a lot of it and they even talk about stuff nowadays they start oh they talk about how hip-hop and rap started and even though I like rap, it's not my favorite thing. Oh, it's one of mine. But uh, but I do enjoy it. It's probably like behind rock and metal. It's probably my second. And uh, because that's what I kind of grew up with with my dad, listening to Method Man, Eminem, and yes. uh, Dr. Dre and stuff. And then my me and my God, cousins. you're young. Whenever my cousins, uh, whenever my cousins and I hang out, sometimes we'll listen to like. Uh, some newer artists that we think are good, not none of that, like uh, freaking 21 Savage and Little Uzi Verge and all that crap. Yeah, I don't and, even know who that is. Yeah, don't worry about it. You don't want to know. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, uh, they had a whole episode dedicated on the history of, uh, uh, they do one on rock and then they do one on hip hop. And the hip hop one was actually pretty freaking interesting. They talk about sampling, which is kind of dead now in a way because no one god because i'm tired of people stealing other people's ideas and mm. not giving them credit for it well that's what i was going to say the, vanilla ice the, the whole thing was like they didn't pay they couldn't pay uh, no one's rich enough to pay for sampling and the people that pay for sampling it's different than it was back then now it's just like i hate sampling now because it's not like how hip-hop was when it was really creative and stuff now it's just actually it was. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've watched a lot of these documentaries because I'm a huge R&B, hip hop, uh -huh. rap. You know, N.W.A. is who was big whenever I was around. The Beastie uh -huh. Boys were really big back I in love the day. Beastie Boys. You know, I mean, I I grew up listening to a lot of this, you know, hip hop. But you know, hip hop when it first got its thing back in New York, it was nothing but sampling. Yeah, exactly. They were taking records and they were all they were doing was playing the hook. Yeah. That's all they would do. So they would blend one hook with another. Yeah. And then, of course, you'd get all these guys like Grandmaster Flash and all yeah, this. Yeah, that was that, a, he was the first, uh, him and those guys, were, weren't they the first? There was a couple of other guys that are kind of lost in obscurity that actually started some of it. Yeah, because it, it was more of a local thing. And they were like, this thing isn't new. People have always been doing this. Like, But they're the ones that made it big because exactly. they were brought onto the TV show. Because I forgot what song they, they had uh, rapped over, but it's the song that goes hit. Hop, hibbity hop, hop. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the first song that was like, holy crap, this that thing was is Grandmaster cool. Flash and oh, who was the other guy on that one? It was two. Oh, other, wasn't it two other guys? I don't, let me let me. Well, that's why I brought up a computer. <laughs> so that way we but, can look see what's but, going uh, on. But they were the first uh, people to like really popularize uh, hip hop and whatnot. And even though they weren't the first people to do it, um, it had been going on in the streets in Jamaica. Oh yeah. Uh, it had been going on in uh, like Chicago and Bronx and whatnot like that. They talk about that in Soundbreaking. Like I said, if you love anything about music, go watch Soundbreaking. Yes. Oh, no internet connectivity because I'm an idiot and didn't. For I forgot to set up my computer ahead of time. Oh, hey, I forgot we've got two of them in front of us. So go, yeah. But anyway, um, 
But yeah, that's 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 one of the biggest reasons why I I am a bigger fan of the music area because of you know the creativity and stuff like that that goes into it, and then of course, um, people that do composing and stuff. And again, we're gonna have some individuals that you know they they play instruments um, like uh, my buddy Jason uh, Watts that we're gonna have on the show later um, in 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 the series. He uh, oh yeah. That's right, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. That's right. That's who they were. And it was just a bunch of guys going out there, making noises, rapping over music. Yeah. You know, all kinds. It was greatness, yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, you know, don't make fun of band nerds. I'm going to tell you that right now. You know <laughs> yeah. what? The guys that you see that are, you know, the AV nerds, don't mess with them yeah, because cause... they're going to be the Michael Bays of the future. They're going to be the Steven Spielbergs and then they're going to, or they're going to end up being, you know, the, the, the greatest musician, you know, the next yeah. Yo-Yo Ma or whatever, you know, like my buddy Jason, he and I, we, I don't know how we kind of fell into the same, into the same group of friends because I was that hard headed pot smoking <laughs> rebellious guy. Uh-huh. And he was this, you know, straight-laced, you know, appearance, you know, of being straight-laced music guy, music nerd. Mm -hmm. And we had some mutual friends in between, and that's how we became buddies. You know, one of the guys that I was, uh, you know, was was really good friends with that, you know, was more sporty and, you know, the jock type guys were friends with him because, you know, they were they were in band together or whatever it may be. But, you know, don't. Don't knock these guys because they are going to be the innovators of the future. And then, you know, they're going to remember you. <laughs> you know, so it's just going to be some of this. Yes. Yeah. Steve. Because, like, there was, a, there was a picture I saw that reminded me of that. And it had Steve I, uh, Aoki. Uh, that's how you say his name, right? I think it's Akai. Uh, Aoki? I think, I, I think, no, I think the O is silent, actually. Okay. I think it's Akai. I think okay. it's Steve Akai. But uh, he's a was it a famous electro house musician and a and a producer and uh, there was a picture and he looked really nerdy with his haircut mm -hmm. and I was like don't uh, don't make fun of uh, or be careful who you make fun of in high school and then it has Steve Aoki right next yeah. to him because that dude's big yeah but uh, also uh, just like this uh, this really great guitarist um, probably most people don't know him because he's more in the metal scene okay. so he's less mainstream uh but you, sh you should check him out uh i i showed patrick a video uh him and luke holland um i think they're going to become a thing and if they become a thing that's going to be freaking amazing like they're going to become a love couple no i'm kidding i'm just kidding that would be great too <laughs> <laughs> anyways make some awesome babies <laughs> anyways uh he's a great guitarist he started out in band he uh he played the drums he learned everything and then he went to strings and then he learned guitar and he loves guitar and but he knows more than just that and now he's a solo artist that can produce his own stuff and produces really good stuff and uh or records really good stuff and writes really good stuff he knows uh, more than just guitar too and he knows a lot of people and sponsored and whatnot like that and even luke holland he was a band kid he grew up with uh, music too uh him or so did jason richardson his father was like a musician or something like that but uh luke holland his neighbor was a drummer his father was, um, uh, he was a band director or something like that, if I'm correct. And he went into band and he knows so much about drums and dude's like not but a couple months older than me. And he's, he's freaking talented. And he's, and he's been, he's been doing that on YouTube since he was like 16 years old. Oh, wow. So like, it's been, how old I'm am I now? I'm 22. So that's been about, about seven five, years. Six, seven. Yeah. So, um, anyway, um, well, we speaking of which, up. nah, we, yeah, we, 
we can wrap this up here in a little bit, but give me one moment here. Um, somebody that I didn't realize that was big into the music industry uh-huh. um, actually started off as a music teacher. Um, let me get his name real quick here before I forget. Um, anyway, uh, you may be familiar with him um, in um, like hot tub time machine oh my gosh i love hot tub time machine um too was actually pretty good uh, what is his name oh uh, craig um is his real name craig i thought it was nick no his real name is craig oh man um i'm looking it up now give me one moment guys i do apologize really craig great um no it's oh what is his name it's craig it's the black guy from Hot Top. Yeah, Time I know, Machine, I know the bigger, talking. heavier set guy. But anyway, um, we'll, we'll get his name down here in a little bit, maybe. Anyway, um, he started out as a music teacher, uh-huh. and then I don't know how he ended up getting found. You know how he found himself. Craig, Craig Robinson. Robinson. There we go. Yeah. Oh, he plays Nick Weber. That's there, there that's where go. I got yeah. Nick from. Um, anyway, no, he started off as a music teacher, uh-huh. and then just kind of fell into comedy. You know, and I'm just like, really? So everything that he does that you see whenever he's playing music or playing the Is it, players, yeah, that's yeah. him. Yeah, I know. You know, and so and it's just one of those things where you're just like, you know, you never know who's going to be in the music industry. And so Or it, anything big at all. Exactly. So it's just one of those things where, you know, you, you learn to to you, you well, let me rephrase that. You need to learn to be good to people because you never know when you may need them yeah. in any in industry. And like Mr. Neely says, don't be a shithead. He doesn't <laughs> say that exactly because he won't cuss. I'm going to get him to cuss one of these I, days. I, he did that one yeah, day. Yeah, that one day we were in the booth, yeah, and we're trying to figure out why these systems aren't working with Pro Tools. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, he, um, you know, he tells you, be a good person because you never know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if, if you're a shit bag, nobody's going to want to work with you. And if you get that label... You know, it's that like that. So like, you know, like we'd mentioned earlier, you know, I've got all these different connections mm-hmm. that I didn't know I had. Yeah, I you know. know lucky I mean? you. You know more. But then again, I could probably like get some connections with you. you oh, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. We'll see how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know like one person in the industry and it's in the local area too. Uh, this uh, Target, I made friends with this guy. He uh, He's cousins with uh, the former bassist of this uh, band called O Sleeper. I don't know if anybody knows who O Sleeper is, but they're a Fort Worth uh um christian metal band uh nice. they're pretty good uh the now the the guitarist slash singer he also has another band called uh called um sorry i forgot what the <laughs> band is actually it. called but uh but he uh he's with this uh this these bunch of musicians they were in this band called as they lay dying their vocalist uh tried to kill his wife um so the band broke up except for legitly everybody uh except the vocalist decided to join with uh, the guitarist of O Sleeper and now they have a band together and so I think that band is doing better than O Sleeper sadly but but I like both uh, I love both of them um but he's a sorry his cousin is the former bassist of uh that uh, of O Sleeper and then he's also in a band uh, his cousin's in the band and he also manages a rapper that came from the UK or something nice. like that. And uh, so, like, I was, I'm, I'm going to talk to him, see if uh, his his cousin would like to come down and uh, chat with us oh, or yeah. something, or or if uh, maybe I can get some of the guys from O Sleeper um, in too, because that would be great. Well, a lot of the stuff that I know, I mean, I only know a couple of people that do things nationally, like Jason. You know, he's a composer. He's got stuff that's on TV, yeah, um, and in movies. 
Um, you know, he's, he's done some big things, but I, you know, I'm like you, I've got a lot of, uh, most of my connections are just local and it's just because I kind of fell in with the right crowd at the right moment, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, and then I've got some people that, you know, that, um, people may not know that are still local, that they have larger influences in some of the bigger mainstay stuff mm-hmm. that, you know, that's, that's in the, in, that's in the, just in the background. So it's nothing, you know, nothing too major. You know, it's not like I know, you know, Peter Frampton or, you know, the lead singer to um, Lincoln Park, which I actually know a couple of people that actually know Chester. <laughs> uh, they actually went to high school with him. Yeah. Uh, my only claim to notoriety of people that I've met that are actually big, but not anymore. Um, I actually went to school for a quick moment with um, Rob Van Winkle. That sounds familiar. Vanilla Ice. Oh, okay. Yeah, he actually, he actually, he he kind of had a Fresh Prince of Bel Air moment uh-huh. whenever he was in high school. Got into a lot of trouble when he was living out in L.A. Mm-hmm. His uh, grandparents were living here in the Dallas Fort Worth area, and his mom and dad sent him out here, <laughs> and so he finished his last year in school. But he doesn't claim it. He claims either L.A. or Miami. He doesn't yeah. claim his little bit of time that he spent here because uh, I mean he wasn't here for very long. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I went to school with him. Um. Got a couple of other people that are quite famous that I went to school with, but they weren't in the music industry, so I won't really bother with those because, you know, Cliff Lee. Anyway, for y'all that don't know, he was a Cleveland Indians pitcher. He pitched for the Rangers and a couple other people. But anyway, yeah, no, 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 no name dropping with me. Sorry. But yeah, so you're right. I mean, I I, I got lucky. Yeah. You know, even though I've started everything late in life. Yeah. Um, you know, but then it's just one of those things where it's just like, you know, you never know who you know until you start talking about things. So be a good person because you never know who in your life is going to be there to assist you. Why are my levels getting low? I'm going to start getting really loud. No, I'm kidding. Just kidding. If we can edit that out. <laughs> He's over there messing with the levels. Boys no, boys yeah. That, that, I, was, I was messing with mine because you're looking into mine, but um, oh, that's bad. fine. We can just edit that out and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, we were only supposed to do two 30-minute well, shows, but... Well, I mean, e- either way, I just realized like, oh, it's fine. We're going to cut it in half anyways. Yeah. Uh, so we are. We are going to cut this in half. Uh, it will be a two-part show. Um, look forward to us possibly coming out, hopefully, once a week. Um, I don't know exactly what date we're going to drop this on. Um, I want to aim for Tuesdays, but Neely, because this is for a grade, just FYI, but we, you know, if you guys love this and we have found something that you're interested in, we will continue to do this for as long as we possibly can. Yeah, I think... We live right down the road from each other, believe it or not. Yeah. And with me doing my VO work that I never really got into talking about. We'll talk (laughs) about that later. We'll have a whole thing about voice acting and VO. And hopefully I can try to get a couple of actual voiceover talents that have been doing it for a little bit because I do know a couple of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually know two from my kids Boy Scouts. Um but anyway, one guy because he works here and that's about it and he's uh, done commercials and that was nice. <laughs> that was it. Uh so anyway, but yeah, um we will you know, um we will hopefully put these out um on a weekly basis even after the grading period is over. Yeah, if well, we I'll, if we've got a following guys, I'll try. You know, if we have a following, I would like to continue on even if I don't get to continue doing this with you Alfonso, if we do get if we get it triple digits in followers, oh yeah, definitely. I'm gonna continue. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I will I'll, continue. I'll definitely if I have time for sure. I know yeah. for that first fun- month of May, um, after school ends, I'm gonna be busy setting up a a new exhibit. So and that's gonna be 
God, I hope it's like five weeks of overtime because that'll be awesome. <laughs> Dude, you have no idea. Right, I got you. All right. All right. So, well, yeah, we'll go ahead and end this up again. Um, he's. I'm the phones, I guess. And I'm the beard. So thanks again for listening, and you guys have a wonderful day.